Welcome to episode 69 of George's Random Astronomical Object. Every episode, I run a random number generator to select a random set of cooking ingredients and then give instructions on how to use those ingredients to provide a delicious meal for two with a minimal amount of preparation time. No, wait, that's the intro for a completely different podcast. Don't pay attention to that. Uh, let's see. Okay. Every episode, I run a random number generator to select random astronomical coordinates in the sky, and I then search for an astronomical object near those coordinates and talk about what makes the object so interesting to astronomers. So, I will now run the random number generator. And the coordinates for this episode are 18 hours, 0 minutes, 0 seconds right ascension, and plus 66 degrees, 33 minutes, 39 seconds declination. These coordinates point to an area of sky in the constellation Draco, as in Draco Malfoy. The coordinates don't actually point to an astronomical object, though. They actually point to a very special location that is perpendicular to the plane of the Earth's orbit around the Sun. This location is called the North Ecliptic Pole. To understand what's so special about this place in the sky, we first need to understand what the ecliptic is in a little more detail, even though I would think that many people listening to this podcast would have heard of the ecliptic before. The ecliptic is the path that the sun appears to take across the sky over the course of an entire year. On the celestial sphere... It looks like a circle tilted about 23.5 degrees relative to the celestial equator, while on the rectangular map of the night sky, it looks like a sine wave. It passes through the constellations of the Zodiac that people are very familiar with, as well as a less familiar constellation called Ephucus, which got left out of the Zodiac because of a clerical error. The ecliptic is where the plane of the solar system intersects the night sky as seen from Earth, so we also see the moon, the other planets, most of the solar system's asteroids, and many comets traveling within or close to the ecliptic. The North Ecliptic Pole is located 90 degrees away from the ecliptic, or in other words, in a location that is perpendicular to the plane of the solar system. It effectively points in the location of the axis of the Earth's orbit around the Sun, as well as the axes of the other planets' orbits around the Sun. However, the characteristics of this location in the night sky make it a very special place for professional astronomical observations, especially in the infrared part of the electromagnetic spectrum. First of all, if professional astronomers want to observe things outside our solar system and want to avoid accidentally looking at asteroids or other solar system objects, then the North Ecliptic Pole is an excellent place to look. I can tell you from my personal experience that one of the most annoying things to deal with when trying to make an image of a galaxy is having to deal with a bunch of photobombing asteroids passing in front of that galaxy. The weird faces and hand gestures that those asteroids make just aren't funny, and the North Ecliptic Pole is a good place to avoid these jerks. However, 
Photobombing asteroids are not the only things that astronomers can avoid at the North Ecliptic Pole. The solar system also contains a thin ring of interplanetary dust that orbits the sun within the ecliptic at about the same distance as the Earth does. This dust is called zodiacal dust. The dust reflects light from the sun, and while this reflected light is impossible to see during the day, it can sometimes be seen near the horizon after sunset or before sunrise when the night sky is sufficiently dark. This interplanetary dust also absorbs a little bit of energy from the sun and re-radiates that energy as infrared light. When astronomers want to look at the sky in the infrared, they will also see the infrared light from the zodiacal dust if they are looking close to the ecliptic. For that reason, some infrared astronomers prefer to look away from the ecliptic and the north ecliptic pole is as far as you can get. Another thing worth saying is that this location also lies outside the plane of our galaxy. This means that if astronomers want to look at objects outside our galaxy, as well as outside our solar system, this is a really good place to look because the plane of our galaxy not only contains lots of stars, but also lots of nebulae containing interstellar dust that will both absorb light in the visible part of the electromagnetic spectrum and re-radiate that energy in the infrared part of the electromagnetic spectrum all of which makes it harder to see the galaxies behind the nebulae. The area around the North Ecliptic Pole doesn't have any nebulae, which means that this is a good place to look if astronomers want to avoid the problems caused by interstellar dust within our galaxy. Finally, it's also worth pointing out that many space telescopes end up spending lots of time observing the North Ecliptic Pole because those telescopes are designed to point mainly in the direction that is perpendicular to the Sun. This is either because the telescopes have sun shields on their sides that protect the telescopes from the strong light of the sun, which is particularly important for infrared telescopes, and or because the telescopes have solar arrays mounted on their sides that need to be pointed towards the sun at all times. Consequently, at any given time, the telescopes will only be able to observe circular regions of the sky. These circular regions rotate as the telescopes orbit the sun which includes situations where the telescopes are still in orbit around the Earth, but because the Earth orbits the Sun, the telescopes orbit the Sun too. Even though the circular regions that the telescopes can see will change over time, the North Ecliptic Pole is always visible to these space telescopes because it is always at a location 90 degrees away from the Sun, so the telescopes may end up spending much more time observing this region than other regions of the sky. So, for these various reasons, astronomers have spent lots of time observing the North Ecliptic Pole to search for very distant galaxies and other objects outside our own galaxy. I tried compiling a list of all the telescopes that have observed this part of the sky, but it ended up just being a list of about half of all the telescopes in existence. Having said that, it looks like people started paying close attention to this area in the 1990s. The X-ray telescope ROSAT was one of the first observatories to really observe this area very intensely, and it ended up identifying X-ray emission from very hot but very diffuse gas within multiple clusters of galaxies. This turned out to be a very effective way to identify clusters of galaxies which may not have looked quite so obvious in the visible part of the electromagnetic spectrum. 
The next observatory to intensely observe the North Ecliptic Pole was the infrared telescope Akari in the early 2000s. This telescope found literally thousands of infrared objects in this region, but the most notable objects may have been the very distant but very bright luminous and ultraluminous infrared galaxies scattered across the sky in this region. These are galaxies that are radiating huge amounts of infrared energy for one of two reasons. First, the galaxies could be forming abnormally large amounts of stars that are embedded within clouds of interstellar dust that absorb the visible light from the stars and re-radiate that energy as infrared light. Second, the galaxies could also contain central supermassive black holes millions or billions of times the mass of the Sun that are in the process of absorbing interstellar gas. However, that gas, as it falls inwards towards those black holes, will get really hot and radiate lots of energy, a lot of which will again get absorbed by interstellar dust and re-radiated as infrared light. As a result of either or both of these phenomena, the galaxies will look really bright in infrared wavelengths, and astronomers will be able to find them from much further away than galaxies like the Milky Way. Since the North Ecliptic Pole avoids infrared emission from both air and planetary dust in our solar system and air stellar dust in our galaxy, it has been a great place to look for these distant galaxies at infrared wavelengths. So that is why astronomers spend so much time looking at the North Ecliptic Pole, which could be described as a really special area of blank sky. The location on the Earth's surface corresponding to the location of the North Ecliptic Pole lies on the Arctic Circle near Pierce Lake in Nunavut, Canada, which, as you can imagine, is covered in bare tundra and looks completely unpopulated. You will find no people, no buildings, no photobombing asteroids, and no signs of civilization whatsoever. At least there are caribou. The website for this podcast is www.randomastronomicalobject.com. You can go to the website to download episodes of the show, read information about the astronomical objects, view images of those astronomical objects, look up additional reference information, and send me random feedback. You can also find this podcast on Facebook and on Twitter. The audio was recorded and edited by George Bendo. The music is Immersion by Sasha Endy at www.sasha-endy.de and the sound effects are from the Freesound Project at www.freesound.org. Thanks for listening.